Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, another Rico report. Yes, it's on a Thursday. We got things to talk about. Stefan Diggs replies. Am I going to do a whole podcast on Stefan Diggs replying? Heck no, but we still going to talk about it. Tune in. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. It's the Rico Report. I'll see you in a second. Let's go. Welcome to another edition of the Rico Report, and I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, for those that have tuned in earlier and caught the premiere event of the barbershop with my man Pierre, you got me saying Pierre like everybody else says Pierre, but uh, I'm a Haitian man. I gotta say Pierre. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, shout out to my man Pierre. Shout out to my man Bobby. We came through and uh, and gave uh, our first podcast together. I mean, we, listen, we rock. We we walk. We we talk every single day. But we don't like, you know what I mean, pod together. So this is our first time potting together. So we're going to work out the kinks and we're going to work things out. But I hope you guys appreciated that that pod. And uh, I hope there was some good insight out of that. Uh, but let's get into the first topic of the day, folks. And that is uh, Stefan Diggs, my favorite player on the Bills and, uh, and one talented, talented player. And I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. There are two alpha alpha dogs on this squad, and obviously it's number 17, and then Stefan Diggs. Those two, they make this thing work, and you can't tell me otherwise. And you remove one from the equation, things aren't good. Things won't be good, right? And you got to have those two in lockstep. You got to have those two, you know what I'm saying, feeling in a, being in a positive, positive atmosphere. And right now, losing to the Jets, number one, in the division, and the way we lost is hovering around all Buffalo, uh, hovering around all Bills fans, and hovering around especially Josh Allen. So you're already dealing with that. And then now you got to deal with um, a Bills reporter by the name of Maddie Glabs. And listen, Maddie Glab is a very, very nice person. And uh, what she, what was leaked off that microphone, I'm sure she is freaking mortified. Because anyone would be. When you look at it on the human side of things, does she mean any ill will 
towards Stefan Diggs? Heck no. Does she probably like Stefan Diggs a lot? Yes. Have they probably had good conversations with one another? You know what I'm saying? Mics, microphones aside? Most likely. Probably. And it just sucks that she was caught in a situation where, candidly speaking with a colleague, and she said what she said. And for those that are probably living under a rock and are, are unsure of what I'm referring to, uh, let me play you the snippet of uh, Ms. Maddie Glab and what was, was caught on the hot mic is what we say. So that's sometimes you just got to watch out what mics are on. Yo, is this thing on? You know what I'm saying? Just to make sure. But here, here's the audio. It's very, I'm going to try to put as high as I can for you guys to hear it, and then we'll go from there. So check this out. Across the yeah. There's no control over Stefan Diggs. Yeah. 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 Kid's going to do what he wants to do. He'll look at my face and say, F you. How he treats everybody. All right. So that's the audio. To me, nothing was the issue. It wasn't an issue until the last part. Even my wife never even heard. She's like, what's Stefan Diggs is replying to you about? I was like, oh, okay, so here's what's going on, whatever. She's like, okay, what was it? So I played the audio. She's like, there's nothing wrong with that. And then she heard, that's how he treats everybody. That line right there is what I think set will set people off. Everything she said before was, all right, harmless. Let's keep it moving. And it, and it really is harmless. She didn't really... I mean, say anything horrible, like, my God, but it's the last part. That's how he treats everybody. Because I'm going to tell you, if somebody were to come, like, you know, how Twitter is and social media, and they said, Rico, yo, that guy's a, that guy's a D head, man. He's a, he's a X and he's a this. And, um, and they made up stuff about me personally. That is not true, but you know how the internet is and they take it and they run wild with it. I'd feel some type of way, especially if it was with, you know I mean? Uh, like my peers, amongst my peers, my yo, yo, don't even go on the Rico report. He's going to just trash you. He's going to put you in a bad light and this, that, and the third, which never does happen. But anyway, I'm just putting it out there. I'd feel some type of way about it, right? They could have said all this other stuff. And then they said that part, I'd be like, yo, that's not even true because I pride myself on X, Y, Z. And that's probably what Stefan Diggs does is he prides himself on being a nice person, prides himself on treating people with respect from the GM of the team, the owner of the team to... You know what I'm saying the person that is, you know, what I'm saying making those, you know, what I mean, uh, what is those tuna cakes or whatever what, the, the turkey burgers out there in, in Rochester. You feel me? So it's it's one of those situations where it's unfortunate. Now, not only did that have to take place, obviously, Maddie's she's beside herself, I'm sure. And I'm sure she's an, an, an excellent young woman, I'm telling you. And these people, like, they love the team, they love the players on the squad. I'm sure there is no ill will meant, but it is what it is. So there is context to it. And there's always context to these type of things that happen. And sure enough, she came back and replied. And obviously, with everything going on, she's going to have to. So she came back um, with, a, with a text, and it, it read like this. I want to take ownership for what I said today. I'm very sorry for what I said and meant no ill will, which I truly do believe, by the way. I respect the hell out of Stefan Diggs, and he has been one of my favorite players to cover. He has a great he has great character and treats us media with lots of respect. He takes time out of his day to talk to us, which he doesn't have to. 
for context, and here's the context, media was waiting for players to come out for the press conference when a reporter jokingly told me to get to go and get Stefan. I said, I don't have control over Steph. Steph marches to the beat of his own drum, and I love that about him. He has a playful relationship with our video department, so that's why I said probably wouldn't say yes to me by grabbing him for an interview. I should not have said what I said. I apologize for that. Steph has done the wrong. I am. Own up to it, and it should be done. We should move on from it. But here's the problem with this, right? You've apologized for it, yes, 100%, but you already know that it's out there. It's what people do with it is the problem. You've owned up to it. Maddie owned up to it as she should, as anybody should, if they put if they were caught in that circumstance, right? Own up to it and move on. But now, with everything that's gone on in the offseason, you feel me? Everything that's gone on in the offseason, this now makes it even more so. Now you got players chiming in. Now you got his own brother chiming in. You know what I'm saying? And now it's just a whole garbage plate. Thank you, James. <laughs> it's a whole garbage plate of stuff. And it sucks. Now, my man Monkey Business over here is feeling some type of way in the chat right now. He feels that, you know what I mean, people are too soft these days and so on and so forth. And I agree. Some people are really bothered by this, right? But the person that is most importantly bothered by this is the person that is involved in this, Monkey Business, and that's Stefan Diggs. So Stefan Diggs replied to it and says, yo, the audio shared was very hurtful and was insulting to my character, and to how I was raised. I've always treated people with how I want to be treated. I greet everyone with smiles and respect, from the people in our cafe to the people that keep our building clean and in order. See, it's the last part. That's how he treats everyone. And that's what was the issue to him, because if he goes out there, and I know how I was raised, my, my mother or my father raised me to do this and this and always say, yes, ma'am, yes, sir, this on third. And then now you say, F, I would say F you. It's, uh, it's, he's got a problem with it. Now, that aside, all right, that aside, that's not the point. It's like, it, that's out there. She apologized. He said he, what he's got to say. He's got to go back and focus on his shit. Now, as a player, though, as a player, hold on, I got I to gotta read my man Spud. My man Spud put a comment. He says, Eureka, preach, my man. I'm in the minority in the chat with feeling that she has to be held accountable, especially the media. No, 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 no. When you got a hot mic, when you're around microphones, and like, and this is no, no, no shade on anybody. This is just anybody in that, in that business. When you're near microphones, you got to really watch what you say, right? You can apologize all you want, but the damage is already done. So the people saying, yo, get over it. It's soft and this, that, and third. Y'all got to realize that it's, it's beyond what the words were said. It's what now happens after the fact. It's the after the fact, you know what I'm saying, that, that you got to deal with. Now, do, I, do, they, do they let her go? I really hope they don't. I really hope they don't. Like, I don't think they should at all. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think Stefan Diggs would, would, would vouch for that either. But it's the after the fact, right? So now it's like all this offseason thing that happened. Now, as a player, I'm trying to get my head around and try to get my season around. I'm trying to get my quarterback to get, you know what I mean, in line and, and get this thing around. And now I'm minding my own business and I'm catching strays. Yo, mind my own business, I'm catching strays from the people that say they love me, the people that say they want me to stay here, the people that want me here, and I'm getting this. So now, as a player, you're like, yo, I'm trying to do my thing and try to get this city to a Super Bowl, and I got to deal with this nonsense? Bro, 
It would not surprise me. It would not surprise me whatsoever if the L's continue to happen and these little things around the, you know I'm saying, around the team and this, that start to, you know what I mean, magnify even more where he's like, all right, man, yo, y'all got to figure something out. You know what I'm saying? Are, you, are we doing this or not? Now, obviously, we know contractually he's there for the squad. And if, he's, if he truly wants to be here, he's going to do it. But, like, all this other stuff is annoying. It just becomes annoying, bro. This guy just wants to play ball. You got to deal with this nonsense. So, at this point, some people are going to feel one way. Some people are going to feel the other. Honestly, in this situation, I don't think she meant any, any ill will towards his brother. I know she, I'm sure she doesn't. But it sucks that it got out there. And now you're talking about my character. Like I tell someone to F you. The context doesn't matter, but to some it doesn't. And in this case, I don't care. I don't think Steph gives a damn about what the context was. I would never speak to someone in that way. And you think that I would. And now it's out there. All over most social media, social media, and even I'm talking about it. I'd feel some type of way. If somebody said that I will, I do this type of stuff and I know I'm not like that whatsoever. I'm going to take it personally because I know who I am. Now, if I'm a dickhead and I, and I will cuss your ass out and I'm rude and I'm this and I'm that and all of the above and somebody, it wouldn't bother me because I know that's what I'm like. But if I'm not like that whatsoever, nah, man, don't even bring that shit to me. Eh? I'm not trying to hear. It. I ain't trying to hear. It. <laughs> my man, my man said, yo, <laughs> Pierre says, yo, don't be mad at the messenger either. Hey, he's right. Don't be mad at the messenger. You can't be. It's out there. It's out there now. But anyway, some people feel some type of way. I'm actually, I'm actually going to go through some of the chat and, and kind of see what people are saying. My man, Bill, Bill Clinton, was it Kinski? Kinski says, uh, like Maddie, she needs to be disciplined. wasn't taken out of context. Says, I like Maddie, but she needs to be disciplined. It wasn't taken out of context. So he's not, he's not buying what Maddie said. He ain't buying it. She said what she said. And she got to own it, which she did. And she, there's got to be some kind of repercussions. That's what Bill is saying. I said, shit, okay. I got my man, uh, Manuel. What's up, Manuel? Manny goes, uh, people are being freaking dumb about Diggs. It's pissing me off for him. I wouldn't be mad if he wanted to leave. He is passionate, damn it. He wants to win. Let him be. I mean, I think everybody wants to win, but there's, he's, got a, he's got a level of... Uh, extra passion that you know me some folks may not may not have right christine what's up christine christine says yo i disagree he does it at times in the regular season too he didn't even attend the post game coaches speech or media interviews after the playoff loss nor did he travel home with the team what the hell does that matter christine whether he did that or not does he disrespect anybody now, there's probably context to what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But whether he doesn't want to talk after the game, it's probably a, a matter of self-control. Because if I come on that mic, I'm going to say some things I don't want to say. So you know what? It's best for me and the team and everybody else that I leave. Because you ain't going to want to hear what I got to say. How many times you get in a fight with somebody, with your spouse, with your brother, with whoever, and y'all are, y'all are saying some stuff, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to be the bigger person and walk away. Because I don't want to say some shit I don't want how many times does this happen? Come on now. We all know that. We all know that, right? Anyway, I ain't going to spend too much more time on this thing. It's just unfortunate that we got we to gotta get into this. You got, you got his brother, Trayvon Diggs, like, yo, get that brother out of there. It's not safe for him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. It doesn't need to be out there. But it is 
because of this situation. You're saying you got a former, former uh, receiver from the Cowboys, Des Bryant, talking about, yo, get that brother out of there. Get him to the Chiefs. Boy, you better stop with that mess. Stop with that mess. But you're going to get stuff like that. And it's just going to get worse if we don't clean up what we're doing on the field. Because if we were winning, <laughs> this would be like, man, it's over with. But because we lost in, in the fashion that we lost, it's definitely, definitely, it's definitely magnified for sure. But it is what it is. We got it. We got a. We got a game that we got to. We got to take care of, and we got to face, and we got. We got things to handle. So I'm off that. I'm off that. Let's let's move on to the Bills. So folks, we we've had. I mean, a few days to kind of mull over this game, and and hear what you know. What I mean, the media has been talking about, and hear what you know what I mean. What we've had to say about the game, and and I think we can all agree that we did not like what we saw overall on Monday Night Football. I think we could all say we're all on the same page. We didn't like that game. You weren't happy about it? Cool. I think we're all there. Criticism is warranted for the team. Criticism is warranted, more specifically, for Josh Allen. Nobody and in their right mind is going to say, no, Josh Allen, it's not on Josh Allen. It's on It's on somebody else. John, Josh owned it. I think we all agree that it wasn't his best performance. And that performance that he gave us cost us the game. Let's be real. Going over the statistics, going over the game, going over, I mean, hearing people talk and the turnovers is just, it's too much. You're up 13-6 in the fourth quarter with a win probability of 80%. Kill the clock, and away we go. But we give the ball away, and we give the ball away, and we give the ball away, and we keep this team in it. And ironically, it wasn't even the offense that got them the win. It was special teams. But we, because we gave them opportunity, they capitalized officially. So I bring this up because the media is going to do what they do, but I feel like it's overkill. And even so you guys know me when I'm onto something, I stick on it and I, I make my points and I'm on it and I'm, and I'm, I'm done. The type of, of hate, I don't want to say hate, the type of shade that Josh Allen's been getting is warranted. Don't get me wrong. It's warranted. I, I ain't going to say uh, it's warranted. However, it's overkill. Holy jumpings. Now they're they're questioning can they be trusted? Now they're questioning is he that dog? Does the team like I've seen some outlandish things talk about people like, man, man, is this is he the answer for the team's success and all that? Fam. The guy's a winner. Ever since you know what I'm saying, he's he's past he's he's grown past his rookie stage. You know what I'm saying? He's going into his third year. He's been um he's been money since then. Will he have hiccups along the way? Absolutely. Go back to the game where we have the ball down three, down three, and we go in and we march up the field and we get a freaking 50-yard field goal to tie the game. If we didn't have a competent quarterback enough to still keep us in this game, and obviously the defense kept us in this game for sure, but Josh Allen still marches to get us in field goal position and get us into overtime. 
you gotta like you be saying so like is any other quarterback that's not a top five probably doesn't do it so although he put us in a mess he was able to you know I me mean, give us a clean slate again and then we obviously know the results but i bring this up because this the media has been on his ass even more they're just shit just keep could may not be the answer and so on and so forth so today there was uh, Dan Orlovsky and Stephen A. Smith were going at it. And I thought it was a funny clip. I thought it was hilarious because I love both analysts. I love Dan Orlovsky. I think he's, he's fantastic. And obviously, you guys know about how I feel about uh, Stephen A. Smith. I think he's brilliant. I know he has some outlandish takes sometimes. Uh, in this scenario, he's wrong. <laughs> he's, he's dead wrong in this scenario. But entertaining nonetheless. You'll check this clip out from Stephen A. Smith and Dan Orlovsky. It, it had me rolling. But I'm proud of Dan Olaska because Dan was like, nah, you ain't about to, you know what I'm saying? I need to, I need to show y'all something. Check this out. <laughs> the question, and you, you should have seen him walk out of the house. You, you, you right. Justin Herbert gave up a 27 nothing vegan. That is fair. I do not trust Justin Herbert more than I trust Josh Allen to take them to a Super Bowl this year. But do I trust Tua? Yes. You trust three quarterbacks in the AFC more than Josh Allen? Patrick, Tua, and Joe Burrow? Yes. And Joe Burrow. Yes. And, uh, Emphatically, yes. Okay. I don't all disagree with Joe and Patrick, but Joe also stunk in week one as well. And, okay. and Joe didn't play football for 10 months, and mm-hmm. so that's why I don't think it's a thing. Up until last year, Josh Allen was an absolute demon in the playoffs. A demon. In 2021, we saw one of the greatest quarterback performances in the playoffs Ever. Going up until last year in, in the playoffs, he had thrown for 14 touchdowns. But in let, one uh, going pick. up until last year. But wait, well, damn it, Dan so Olofsky, you, you weren't capable of wearing that suit two years ago. Things changed. No, I was. Well, yeah, you wasn't. How come? He played well. No, no, this is, one of my, this is one of my issues with everybody that's in our a little bit of okay. our industry. Okay. We get so focused on the, the 10% and lose sight of the 90%. Yeah. 90% of Josh Allen's career, he's been unfreaking oh believable. In the playoffs. He's the Listen, reason. He wasn't last year. Right, okay. And the same I'm about that press guy. I'm going to stand up right now because he hear you ticking me off. Here's the deal. The, no, it's a real thing. No, no, no. Are we just all standing? Don't you do it. Sit down. You're too short for that. Stop that. Sit on the chair. Okay? Here's the point that I'm trying to make to you. I get to look at your performance in the postseason last year. I get to take into account the level of competition that you have going up against you as we move forward, as we're projecting this upcoming season. Nobody's saying that Josh Allen's not a star. Nobody's saying that he can't play. But compared to his contemporaries, a few of them in the AFC, I think based on his level of production recently, I think he could be had. Stephen A. No, 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 you get emotional because you act like that means somebody is saying Josh Allen can't play. He's not a star. He's In a regards loser. to the nobody, context of the nobody, question, nobody it is. That. I think that <laughs> is entertaining, nonetheless, because Dan was Dan was getting ready to cook, and I I wish Dan would kind of you know bite back a little bit. <laughs> to Stephen A, but I mean, it's, it's his show, so he's got to chill out. But, dude, people forget about the 90% that Josh is a dog. He He's a straight killer. The, and that 10%... That's when he goes cuckoo, man. <laughs> yo, he's cool. He's done. He's doing some mess where you're like, yo, what are you doing? Go back to the 90%, Josh. Because we, 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 we fuck with that guy. This 10%, Josh, we, we, we don't fuck with him. But you're, you're going to have those moments. You're going to have those moments, right? And 
But for the most part, people right now, national media, of course, are harping on that 10%. And the 10%, they, they'll, dissect, they'll dissect it like you wouldn't believe. Like, he's got 84, I mean, turnovers in the, in the last six years of his career and so on and so forth. I mean, kind of context, Pat Mahomes has 64. So he's got a, a bit more than, than, than Pat Mahomes. But he's up there as well. I mean, the, you're, the ball's going to be turned over. He ain't Jameis Winston for crying out loud. But they're trying to make him like he's Jameis Winston. So to me, at this point, once Josh relaxes himself and taps back in, it's over. You know what I'm saying? We will, we will get our shit back together. Another point I want to make about this whole Josh Allen, the national media and all that stuff, right? So with this whole Josh Allen slander, if you will, <laughs> it's almost as if he's on the level of, of Dak Prescott because Dak Prescott gets it. And Tua, Tua's been getting it for a long time. So some Dolphins fans and, and Dallas fans are like, yo, that's what we got to hear about our quarterback all the time, every single time. And I get it. I get it. And I'm starting to understand it. But like, once he taps in and starts handling his business, we'll be just fine. Sometimes you need a week like this. You need a start to the season like this. So, okay, let's get it together. Because my man Bobby made a point, right? You can start off hot and just go, go balls to the wall and be nice like that and then struggle near the end. Prime example, the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings were, were, were just barely winning these games, but they're winning games and they were hot and Justin Jefferson was doing his thing. And then they get to the playoffs, fizzle. They were not like, you knew they were going to lose. So sometimes you, you, you got to start off a little slow sometimes to work out your kinks and get it out. Another thing, another point. Josh was playing a little different that game. I know the game plan was a little different. You could tell the game plan was different because we wanted to dink and dunk and control the game. So, I mean, you can look at it. The, I think the average, average yards per play we were doing was like 4.7 yards a play. So that kind of gives you an idea of what we we're doing. Take everything underneath. Take everything underneath. Josh decided to be Josh, 10% Josh, and try to go for the gusto. And time and time again, he's gone for the gusto, which has put us to where we need to be. He just didn't pick his moments, pick the wrong moments. So I bring this back up again because Ken Dorsey had a presser today. And in that press conference, and a salute to my man Pierre, he pulled it out, but I saw it. Prior to that, but I saw, I, I, I'm glad you, you pulled that. Josh had moments that he could have taken off and ran like he normally does to keep the play alive, to keep the drive alive. I'm saying to keep defenses honest. He didn't do it much this game. Much at all, if anything. And Dorsey said something to the nature of, we're trying to take away that him running, having to always run. But like when you do that, we've talked about this many times, you take away an edge of Josh Allen. Josh Allen is truly Josh Allen when he can do all those things. Run, truck, hurdle, whip that ball down the edge, like do all that. But when you're telling me not to do this, pull back on running, taking away design runs from me. And now you're, you're, you're I'm not saying forcing, but you're, you're, I'm more regulated to just stay in the pocket and, and go and stay within the confines of the offense. You're taking an edge away from me. And that's the edge that we actually love about Josh Allen. Did you love that performance from Josh Allen in that game? 
And if Josh Allen is the Josh Allen that we know, he's going to sit there and be like, yo, that game plan that we had against the Jets, I liked it, but F all that. I'm going back to the way I normally do things. I'm still going to respect his offense, but I got to be me. I got to do me. I had a whole first first down marker next to me that I could have easily ran that for a first down and head out of bounds and keep the drive alive, but I didn't. I for I I for I forgo running for the first down and I whip it into double coverage to a five foot seven receiver picked off by Whitehead. When the first down marker is right there. So that coach is in his head saying, yo, we need you to chill out and do. No, I man, you got to let him be. You got to let Josh be or still rein him in on the confines of the offense. But you can't take away from what he does best. How he got in the league is what he does. He's, he's going to break the record for rushing touchdowns for a quarterback if you let him be the way he's supposed to be, and his name goes into the record books. But we're sitting here muzzling him a little bit. I hope that's not the case. But based on Ken Dorsey's chatter today, that's exactly what happened. And you know what? Just to give it context, I mean, I don't want to just sit here and just you know, yap away. But I saw, I'm going to just pull it up on my thing and just read you what it was and kind of give an idea. But you, we... Listen, he's got to be himself. And if you, if, if my man Dorsey's telling you, Yo, you got to chill out, but you got to be more of a, you know, say a facilitator and you know I mean, think twice about running. That's, and I, I'm sure he's like, I'll try my best. And he did it, but like, it's not him. You need to be yourself in these, in these moments. Right. So let me see if I can find it. So it was, a, it was, he said, we took the QB runs out to take, to take the dot. Sorry. What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its opera ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let me just. I got it right. Let me just give you the uh, the audio. So it's it's just, you know, we got the league. Some of the, the best quarterbacks of all time have had multiple interception games. Um, when when you look at it, you know, and and as much as you hate as a coach, you know what you what you want is okay. Let's let's go back and let's talk about it. So then it gets put in the library and we can learn from it. Um, as a competitor and the type of player he is, yes, the running stuff. You know, we I think when you look at it. Uh, kind of as the season goes on, I think then he's kind of in that lather. He's in that, that feel and those things start, you know, it's like, okay, like I'm in, I'm in a point in, you know, where I'm going out of bounds, I'm doing those things. So it's, it's just, you know, we got to make sure we're getting them there. And I think uh, uh, that's why we, you know, limited some of those, those quarterback runs and design runs uh, this past game uh, to try to take some of that mentality out of it a little bit um, right there. Um, but also, you know, look, at the end of the day, guys, I got a ton of trust in Josh Allen. Believe some All of right. the best. So here's what I got from you. Who's that speaking? That's uh, Ken Dorsey, offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. By the way, 
I can't listen to Ken Dorsey do f- press conferences. Uh, mm, uh, eh, uh, because, uh, and not everybody's a speaker. Trust me, not everybody's a speaker, but there's, I can only take it a doses of listening to his brother talk. So you got to really like, you know, catch what he's trying to say. Anyway, long story short, did you hear what he said there? Limit his runs and get his mind frame away from that. But that's Josh though. You, you, you take that away from him. I know you're, you're trying to make him into, you know I mean, a prototypical, like a pocket passion to stay with the pocket, but bro, he's a stallion, but you got to let that stallion go. You got to let that stallion roam, but you're, you're, you gotta, you got, you said you got a muscle on him. You got you're pulling him back. So hopefully they come to where there's a happy medium in there where I can still do what I do, but I'm still going to stay what I'm still going to respect the, the, the scheme of what we're trying to do right now. That being said, I'm so glad this game is over. We have an opportunity to start fresh. But I'd be remiss if I didn't go back and talk about this game just a little bit more, and I'm out of here. Because we all want to talk about the the bad in this game and the horrible things. But there were some good things that happened in this game. There were some good things. I liked what I saw from Christian Benford. I liked what I saw from Christian Benford. Christian Bentford, I believe, was the right decision, the right choice for the team to go with him as our cornerback, too. And if not for Christian Bentford, yo, Brees Hall is still is still running <laughs> for that end zone and scoring a touchdown. So I I I'm absolutely I'm I'm actually excited for Christian Bentford and I'm looking forward to more of Christian Bentford. Like he's he's got like, listen, man. You give him more time, and you give him the time that you gave Kyrie Elam, he will make something of it. And I'm not saying it's too late for Kyrie Elam. It's not. It's never too late. But right now, this is, this is a, 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 an opportunity that you don't want to miss up. Tom Brady said it. He goes, when Drew Bledsoe got his, his, you know what I'm saying, his brain scrambled on that sideline, like he's, he's like, I tell young players, I was drafted in 199, man. So when my moment came, I wanted to make sure I do not relinquish that moment. I'm not giving that up. I'm going to do everything I can to stay on that field and do what I can. Christian Bedford's got that moment. He's got this. He's got that opportunity. Do what you must to stay on that field. And that play is going to keep you on that field. So kudos to my man, Christian Bedford. That was, that was something that was, I felt that was really good about this, this, uh, about this, uh, this game, this past game that we played. The defense. Let's talk about the defense, man. Anytime, listen, the last three years, we've averaged keeping teams under 18 points, about 18, 17 to 18 points. We kept the Jets offensively 16 points. Bro, you can keep an offense to 16 points. You should be able to win this game. You should be able to win this game. You should be able to put up three touchdowns. If you're a good offense, at least three touchdowns. And that should get you the, that should get you the, that should get you the win. But we sat there and we let this team come back with those damn turnovers. But our defense kept us in the game because if we had a mediocre defense, game would have been out of hand. The game would have been out of hand. And shout out to my man, Jeff King. Salute to you, Jeff King. I sent you a message, man. I miss you, man. I miss you. I had to send you a message to show some love to you, bro. The man, the myth, the legend, Rico Suave. Suavemente. (laughs) What's up, Jeff King? What's happening, bro? So let me get back to it, baby. 
So the good, the defense, defense, fucking, yo, they're balled out, man. So shout out to Sean McDermott. Now that I've had time to watch the game, now that I've had time to dissect it, sometimes you just need a moment to get out of your feelings, get out of your emotions, and really just look for look look at it for what it is. We did not have a bad game. We didn't have a bad game. My man, uh, somebody wants to talk about more positives, right? The positive, despite four turnovers, defense held and held an offense that took that they took to OT overtime. Jets fans should be scared that we that we still did that while playing stupid ball. You damn right. If you think about it, man. I mean, I think we all know it. We gave that game away. We gave it away. And don't take away anything from the Jets because the Jets had a very good game plan. And Josh and and Josh and Dorsey also had a game plan. Problem is, Josh decided to go rogue 10%. That's a 10%, Josh. And he says, you know what? Let me try to go for the gusto. Let me try to go for the throat. You're already up 13-6. You're already up 13-6. You know what I'm saying? So just chill. Don't turn the ball over. We got this. Wilson ain't going to do anything. We gave him the opportunities to do. If we just milked the clock and did what we need to do and limit his opportunities, man, we had this game. It would have been an ugly win, but we had this game. But we turned it away. But you can't take away from what the Jets defense did. They made Josh feel this way. But there's another reason that Josh felt this way, and I'm going to touch on that just a little bit. So thank you for that. The spud says, yo, five plays for the Jets for 187 yards. Other 57 plays were 200 yards. Aside from the 83-yard run, Jets were averaging 3.2 yards per rush. Take away the additional 26-yarder, it's 2.6. Problem is, you can't do that. You can't take away this and take away that. You know what I'm saying? Because you can't take away Josh's four turnovers. We win this game, but we can't. You got to give him those four turnovers. But Brees Hall is a dog. I've been trying to tell y'all it's a dog. You don't want to listen to me. He's a dog. But here we are. More good. Tyler Bass. Tyler Bass with pressure, pressure all over him. He knows the team hasn't been playing well. And the team is struggling right now. We just don't have a rhythm. Josh has turned the ball over. The defense is holding down Pat. Josh then musters some energy to get us in position to put the game into overtime. And Tyler Bass comes in in the clutch. Now, he almost missed that thing. <laughs> but enough English on that ball, spin and hit that thing, bing, and down it goes. I'm going to tell you, folks, I thought we missed it. I heard bing, I turned my back. I was like, shit, we missed it. My wife is there cheering. Oh, my God. I was like, what are you talking about? Yo, you, you tied it. What? All right, we'll take it. Tyler Bass. That's my guy. Ice in his veins, Tyler Bass. Love it. All right? Let's keep it moving. Leonard freaking Floyd. Leonard Floyd, I understand it. I understand it. When you talk about having a defensive lineman that's got length, you know what I'm saying, that's got long arms, I can get around there, get that bend. Dude, he had a, he had a one and a half sacks that game. And he was problem. Wait until this. he starts to gel with his team. Wait until Von Miller returns. Wait until we start to really, you know what I mean, really turn it on, bro, it's going to be a problem. Leonard Floyd was an excellent pickup. Brandon Bean, you know what I'm saying? You got some misses, but you got some hits. Love what I saw from Leonard Floyd. Love what I saw from, from Greg Rousseau. Greg Rousseau, there was, a, there, was a, there was a play. The guy's so damn strong, number one. Young buck, but he's strong as hell. They lined him in on the inside, and he was standing up. 
kind of like back in his, you know, I mean, his his Miami days. And he got up and just put two hands to that lineman's chest, pop, backed his brother up two yards. I was like, damn, that came from Greg Rousseau. Listen, let these guys get warmed up in this defense, and they really start getting and and McDermott's cooking. He starts cooking with his defense. There's gonna be some problems. There's gonna be some. We're gonna work things out. We're gonna work things out. Let me just keep going. I got a couple more goods, and then we'll get to the other stuff, right? Kincaid, man. Kincaid, four targets, four receptions. Listen, get him the freaking ball, man. Get him involved. Get him going. You know what I'm saying? And you will see. If Josh can get out of his own way, you will see. I'm telling you, man. You you just got to get the football into your playmaker's hands. But when Josh is not forcing it, bro, you're going to see some some problems. And I'm, I'm hoping he turns things around when it comes to that. I got a couple more goods, and I'm going to move on from it. So I said Ken Dorsey. I said Letter Florida. I said that defense. I'll give I'll give it to. I have to watch the game again, and there were some good moments from James Cook. Everybody's gonna, despite what everybody's gonna think that I'm a hater and I don't like James Cook. I do. I just have high expectations for the for the running back position. That's just me. But he had some really good moments in that game, and I'm looking forward to more. I just wish that we can give him more touches in the second half. He had 16 touches total, but I'd like to see more of James Cook. I'm trying to think of one more, one more good, and I'm moving on to him. But we need to use Kincaid, man. We drafted this brother in the first round. He's on the field 80% of the time, so you know he's going to get his opportunities. Give it to him. Give it to him. Now let's move on to the next. The bad. Well, the old line was not good. The O-line was not good. They were bad. And it starts with Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown, it was rough. It was rough. It was rough for Spencer Brown. And he, he's got tremendous amount of pressure coming his way because Max Crosby is no slouch. And he is going to eat your lunch if you don't get your act together. Now, if Ken Dorsey is realizing that, man, I cannot leave... Spencer Brown on his own. He's going to have to now bring Dawson Knox to help and chip to help out his right tackle. And maybe that's what's got to happen. But now we're now probably going to be stuck in more 12 personnel longer. Although we did run it way more in this game, which I was very happy to see. But the O-line was not good, especially the right side of the O-line. And it starts with Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown was just, you're making your quarterback feel uncomfortable. And when your your quarterback is uncomfortable, you get ten percent Josh, which is erratic, out of control. You know what I mean, skittish, getting out of the pocket when he doesn't need to. That's on you, my guy. You gotta make him feel comfortable that he can trust you back there. And if he, and if he doesn't trust you, it's a problem. It's gonna be a problem. So the O line, not good. Not happy about it. Not great. You know what I'm saying? I just I, just, I wasn't feeling good about it. Uh, special teams, that special teams, that last moment in the last game, I mean, last last moments in the last four, in the overtime, I mean, Emmanuel Ocho broke it down so well. He broke it down so well. The Gunners got to get down there, and you got to get down there and with reckless abandon. You do. But you got to come down with control. Cam Lewis, you're there, 
instead of engaging with, you know what I'm saying, with the blocker and try to, okay, try to, you know what I mean? You you went and put yourself on your back and tried to slide and try to heel grab a return man that's been excellent in the offseason for the Jets. So you're out of the picture now. And now Saran Neal, that's got contained, if he's not closest to the ball, is now inside. And Emmanuel Ocho said it best. He looked at the picture. He said, look at this. It was like about six to seven guys right in an alley. He's like, if I took a bowling ball and they're all going down, meaning they're too close. So what is, and we lose contain. And you lose contain, you're done. And that's exactly what happened. Touchdown. We can't have that. We can't have that. It's not good. So special teams, I mean, they're they're gonna they're they're gonna go over the film and they're gonna be better. So O line to me wasn't wasn't good. They were bad. Uh they didn't help Josh out at all. Um and Josh didn't help himself at all either. Special teams, we need to be better on special teams, especially in the closing moments. Like this was one of those things where the defense was just getting ready to get on the field and put the beats on on quarterback. We didn't get that opportunity. We gotta be better on that. We definitely gotta be better. All right. I'm trying to think of, of what else that was bad in this game because it just wasn't great. Um, those are the two that stand out to me. Those are the two that stand out to me. Last but not least, the ugly. And need I say more, Josh Allen. This was one of Josh Allen's ugliest games that I've ever witnessed. It wasn't good. Uh, those turnovers were killed. They killed us. They killed us. And they were just, they were untimely. They were just, worst scenario that you could put yourself in. You're not taking what's easily there and ready for you. And Rob, you fell into Robert Saleh's trap. You fell into his trap. And I'm telling you, I don't even know what he, I wasn't there in that huddle or in that locker room or in the, for the game plan. But I'm certain that Robert Saleh said something to the nature of, he's going to give us one. He's got 80, 80 plus turnovers. It's what he does. He's a gunslinger. He takes chances. So we're going to bait him. We're going to make him take chances. And he did. And they baited him. And he, and he threw three interceptions, fumbled twice, and lost one. So you got, let me, I don't have to tell Josh he's got to be better. He knows he's got to be better. I don't even got to say it. But that was an ugly performance, especially in the second half by giving the ball away. We just can't do that. Ugly, ugly, ugly. Not cool. Now, here's an opportunity for you guys to jump in here and tell me who you guys feel deserves to be on the good old milk carton. <laughs> milk carton alert. Who y'all got? I'm curious. Who deserves to be on this milk carton? And for those that are, 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 from, are not familiar with the show, the milk carton alert. It's the milk carton candidate. Who deserves to be on the milk carton? And that milk carton goes to someone that absolutely disappeared. Where was this player? Where were you? We didn't, we didn't even hear you. Did they even say your name? What, what, what happened? What's going on? Who is on the milk carton? Do we need, do we, who did we need to put an APB alert for to find this player? And it may not even be a player. It may be uh, something that was missing in the game. And I don't want to just put it on a player. Let's put, it, let's put it on something that went missing in this game. And I'm not even going to give it to you guys. I want to see... How are you guys feel about who deserves to be on the milk carton? So I'm going through the chat right now. And Jared B comes in and says, Gabe, decide, he needs to be on the, on the milk carton alert. I've, I'm seeing a lot of Gabe, Gabe Davis on that. 
I'm seeing a lot of Gabe. I see Davis or Oliver, Ed Oliver on there. Truth be told, Ed Oliver didn't have a bad game, man. He had five tackles and he graded, um, I think, a 60, 60, at 64, 63 on, uh, on PFF. So it wasn't that he was, it wasn't horrible, right? And sometimes the defensive tackle, you're not going to, I mean, if you're not, if your name is not Chris Jones, I mean, you're not going to hear the name a lot. But uh, Ed Oliver wasn't horrible, but I see some people having there. This one's a good one. Trey White's tackling. Trey White whiffed heavily on Brees Hall. Now, Brees Hall is a big boy. <laughs> I get it. I don't want no smoke with that either. But you can't try to grab his heels. He's going to run right through that. So I can see why folks would say, yo, the tackling of <laughs> you mean Tredavious White deserves to be on that milk carton. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm going to go through a few more. Michelle Holloman says, Gabe Davis and Jordan Poirier. Oh, really? Y'all didn't like the, you guys did not like, and you're not the only one that's saying that. I see my man Johnny Kishu say, Kushu is saying that as well. Jordan Poirier on the milk carton alert. You didn't feel like he showed up, did you? Well, I got, I got one for you. And people are going to be mad at me for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Sam Martin, milk carton alert. <laughs> now, I'm halfway joking, but I'm not. And what what missing for me is not the player himself, but his effort. Now, you guys are probably saying, dude, he's a punter. What do you want him to do? What do you want him to do as a punter? He's not paid to tackle. He's not paid to. That's not what I'm asking. My problem is effort. Effort. You're the last line of defense. And if they get to you, chances are it's not going to be great. And I know that already. But you got to put an effort in. Now, I see a lot of people say, no, but he was trying to strip the ball. He was trying to go for the strip. I've never seen someone try to strip a ball by jumping away from the player. Let me try to strip the ball by jumping away, and I'll try to tap your arm when he's got three points of contact on that football, and you're going to tap that. No. It's not about the punter tackling because we've seen it before. Pat McAfee just blew some cat up on the sideline. So it's not about that. I've seen punters be able to do that. Didn't Schmitty, our punter Schmitty, just lay some guy out? You know what I'm saying? So it's not about that. It's just the effort. I would have rather a nice effort. If you got ran over or if you just tried to make an attempt to try to, you know what I'm saying, at least you're there. Because these kick returners are not trying to run you over. They're trying to get around you. Sam Martin. <laughs> and it's not your fault. You're a punter. You're a punter. And I don't expect you to do that. But my goodness, when you have football pads on, you got a helmet, you got to use it. You got to use it. I'm sorry. Because if I'm a teammate and I'm watching that, I'm like, Yo, that's a piss poor effort, man. You could have done better. Way better. But I got all these Bills fans out here. Nah, man, he's a punter. He's not paid to do that, man. Leave that brother alone. <laughs> I get it. He's a punter. But come on, man. You got you to make an effort. Because let's just say, let's just put it this way. Let's just say. The kicker, the punt return is trying to get to the end zone so bad, and he's gassed at this point, which he is, but he's so close to the end zone. All you got to do is try to be around and be a distraction. If you get pushed out of the way, sure, but try to put something in there. If he runs out of bounds or you stop him or you wait till you guys get back there, at least we get a stop. Now, Zach Wilson and the kicker have pressure on them. Pressure does things to people. Let's just say he misses the field goal. We have the ball back again. 
Everybody's like, oh, it's a foregone, it's foregone conclusion. He's about to get it and he's about to kick the field goal. We're going to lose that game anyway. That's a loser mentality. It's never over and you know it. Should I remind you of wide right? Just saying. Just saying. So it's never over until it's over. So put every freaking effort you can, Mr. Sam Martin. But I don't blame you. <laughs> you weren't expecting that. And here's another thing, Mr. Mr. Martin. It's overtime. Punt that thing to the damn sidelines. Not in the middle of the field. Punt that thing to the sideline, man. Whew. Anyways, I'm off that. I'm off that. Moving on to the next and last final segment of the show. Let me get off this here. Conclusion. We moved on. We're done. We're on to the Raiders. And I'm going to try to have a show tomorrow. Um, it's just that we have a hurricane watch coming to Nova Scotia again. Man, I moved to this province thinking that it was just going to be sunshine <laughs> and, and less snow. And uh, we get less snow, but this is hurricane freaking province. Anyway, so we got a, we got a hurricane headed straight for Halifax, which I'm, I'm, I'm just on the outskirts of that. So I may not even have any power tomorrow. So I, that's why I decided to do my show tonight. Um, and, uh, so I'm hoping that this, this was a, I mean, a nice, you know what I'm saying? Change, but, uh, we are, we are, yeah, we got a, we got a hurricane coming this way. I don't know which one. I don't know what hurricane is. I don't know what name hurricane Eduardo. <laughs> I have no idea, but yeah, we got, we got a hurricane coming this way. So we got, I mean, I'm putting things away and I got to go get propane tomorrow for the barbecue, just in case we got no power so we can barbecue our stuff and uh, we got to do all that stuff. So I may not even have power tomorrow. If we do great. Um, someone said, bring your butt to Florida. Now, nah, don't you guys have Florida hurricanes out there too? <laughs> I mean, when you're next to a body of water, it's going to happen. But anyway, we got that going on tomorrow. So I may not be able to go live tomorrow. If I can, great. Um, and uh, hopefully things pass and I got power. I just don't want to have no power up until Sunday and I can't even watch the game. Now, I'm going to be upset with Hurricane Lee. <laughs> Hurricane Lee needs to F off. You know what I'm saying? Y'all could have came on a Monday. Come on a Monday or Tuesday, bro. You ain't got to come on the weekend. We got to mess with my weekend up. Anyway, so this Raiders game coming up is going to be fun. Uh, we, there's still some dogs on the team. Don't forget, folks, we are in the NFL. Every team, every team has a dog on the squad, right? And these Raiders are no different. These Raiders are no different. So Max Crosby is going to be giving us, he's going to be giving us problems on the defensive side of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, you already know what it is. Jimmy G is going to be doing his thing. Back reunited with his offensive coordinator and head coach. You got Josh Jacobs that signed his newly deal. So you know he's going to be a problem. He's one of the best RBs in the game. Newly paid. Everything. All that. And then you got the one of the best receivers. if not the best receiver in the game. Devontae Adams. So we are going to have our hands full with these Raiders. But this Raiders defense is no, no way close to what we just faced with the Jets. So this is where we can truly bounce back. Now I'm not going to get into all the you know, what I'm saying nitty gritty because I mean I didn't I didn't come on to talk. So I think hopefully tomorrow we can talk about this game and I can do a show for y'all. But uh, that is the plan. That is the plan. So I appreciate y'all. Uh, better get that generator. So here's the thing with that generator. So last year we had a hurricane. I, I'm not used to having no generator because I've never had to have a generator. So my neighbor across the street now we've we've been we've close we've grown pretty close, and we went to go buy a generator each. Let's go buy a generator. And we get to the store and there's one left. And it's like a 10,000 watt generator. 
I look at him. He's looking at me. I'm like, we gonna fight for this thing or what? <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's like, why don't we just split on it? I said, cool, let's just split. And we could just share the generator back and forth. So you have it for three or four hours. I'll have it for three or four hours. We can still keep our fridges frozen and all that good stuff. And away we go. And it's worked out. It worked out pretty good, man. He had it for a few hours. He was good. Okay, let me grab that. Let me do this. Now, the only thing that sucks is there's generators all the way down the street. So all you hear are generators. But listen, first world problems. You know what I mean? First world problems. There are places like, like you know what I'm saying? Well, my, my immigrant family is from, from Haiti. When they have their, when they go through it, they go through it. So we sitting here, generators, we're going to have this. And, yo, there's worse places out there. So we got to make sure we go, uh, you know say go take care of our hurricane stuff. So somebody, they call it uh, get your storm chips. It's a thing out here, out east. And I was like, what storm chips? What was that? Is that some kind of like wood that I don't know about? Uh, let me go and try to do like, no, I mean, go get your storm chips. You're in a storm. There's going to be no power. So just chill. Have, some, have your chips, your bag of chips to eat. And get some soda and all that stuff and call it a day. You're, just, you're going to be chilling out with nothing much to do. Get your board games out and do all that good stuff. I was like, God, Lee, man, these kids are going to lose it. Where's my phone? I can't. Dad, can I hotspot off you? Heck no, you're in a hotspot on. I mean, you ain't, ain't nobody know no. We ain't doing no hotspot. Anyway, that being said, folks, <laughs> we're going to leave it at that. Appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you guys have not tuned in to the BF Barbershop Show, Go ahead and tune in after this and go watch that. There was some really good insight. My Myself, Pierre, and Bobby went at it. It was a really fun. And uh, we're going to drum it up, man. It was the first one. But I'm going to, I'm going to, we got to turn it up a little bit. We're going to turn it up for you guys and be straight, man. So I uh, appreciate y'all, man. So far, um, I hope my, my house doesn't blow away tomorrow. And uh, we will see y'all tomorrow. And if I have no power, we'll see you the next day. So do me a favor before you head out, smash that like. If you guys have not subscribed to the channel, do me a favor, subscribe to the channel. And uh, we'll, keep it thing, we'll keep things moving. So until next time, folks, y'all have yourself a great night. Let's hope that our bills get our act together. They regroup. They become one. One band, one sound. And we go out there and we flip shit and we kill shit. That's what we want. Leave no doubt. Come out. Take care of the Raiders at home. And let's go. The one thing we don't want to do is go 0 and 2. 0 and 2. Somebody said, show us your fade. Yo, I'm I got no fade, bro. I'm I, I gotta go actually get myself a haircut. Your boy's looking rough right now, kid. No fade, kid. No fade. So <laughs> he said, show us your fade. <laughs> no fade, but I gotta go clean up. But I what's the point of getting cleaned up? Everything's probably gonna be shut down, board down. So I'll probably gotta wait a few days before I go back at it again. What you gonna do? Anyway, folks, uh, catch you guys on the flip side. You guys have yourself a great night, and uh, hopefully we'll see you guys tomorrow night. And until next time, you guys have a great night. Go Bills, and have yourself a great night. Peace. Let's go. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.